0: Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching. I'm Alex Wither, and I'm joined as always by my best friend Nick Dostil. How you doing there, Bubba? I'm sad to be here. Yeah, I, I I thought you would start a little differently today. You know, we're in person for the first time in a while, and unfortunately, something very sad has happened to us as film fans and to Los Angeles as a film dominant city, and that is that the ArcLight Cinemas has closed effectively, and they've closed all of their locations including their mainstay right in Smack Dab in Hollywood. It has the infamous Cinerama Dome that you can see in any number of movies, both old and new. And, you know, I've heard a lot of podcasters talk, podcasters based in LA talk about the fact that the Arclight is closing down as this thing of great sadness. And it's one of the hard things is trying to impart that on someone who never went. That's tough. But this was, if you loved movies. This was a place for you. This was a mecca. It was a church for cinema. The Cinerama Dome is massive. I had some of my all time great movie memories there. We're going to get into a few each, but talk to me about it.
1: I know you're hurting. Yeah, this one's really hard for me because I moved out to Los Angeles in 2008. And the very first movie I saw in Los Angeles in theaters was Role Models, (laughs) which I love that movie. But um, we saw it at the ArcLight, and I remember walking into it was the ArcLight in Sherman Oaks, and this is also very specific. Um, so people who don't live in Los Angeles might not understand exactly what the ArcLight Theater is and what its significance is. It was just a very, very—I guess to put it in its most simplistic way. It was a very high end movie theater with great big screens, really great seating, the state of the art sound. It was, when you say a church for cinema, it really was. As soon as you walked in through any of its locations' doors, you were met with photographs of actors in their mugshots through different artistic paintings of classic movies. It was a movie theater for movie lovers. And um, I took it for granted. Mm -hmm. I lived out here for 10 years, and I realized that 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 place and all of its locations had become my second home. Because there were many different theaters in Los Angeles, and I would go to them. But when I wanted to go to the movies, for me, I only went to the Arclight. And their prices were more expensive. um, But I had a routine where I would go. To the bar, because you could drink. They'd have a bar there. Mm -hmm. You could bring your drink into the movie. And I would sit at the bar about 30 minutes before the movie started, and I would just talk to all the strangers and the bartenders about what movies we were going to see, what we liked. And they were all knowledgeable. They were all inspired. They were all people. They were movie lovers. And you'd go and see your movie. And then when you were done, I would go to... There was a little bookstore area that had all of these books, and they weren't movie books. But they were books that lived in the, in the world of film, um, different poets, different authors that all spoke the same language as film. And I, you could get lost there. And it was just so beautiful.
0: You can hear the passion in our voice, obviously. like We don't talk this way about like AMC or yeah. reading theaters because those are places to go and fulfill the need of watching a movie. Boom, did it, done. You never know when you walk into one of those places, like, is the sound going to be good? Is the screen going to be good? Is, are there going to be any sort of technical problems? I went. You brought up a good point about the price. Arclight was more expensive, like a, a ticket, a single ticket, 18 bucks, boom, parking $3. So you're not walking out of there spending less than 22. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But you always had a good experience. It, it never let you down. And everyone was respectful of the film they were watching and the experience of watching it collectively. So, of course, that's always missed, but that's kind of what the place meant to us. You know, I lived in L.A. for four years. You've lived here for 10. You still live here. So we were walking around there last night and to see it literally boarded up, it's like, damn, I mean, I mean, real quick, I just kind of wanted to go through some of our favorite memories you talked about the first movie you saw there. And what's funny is the day I got to L.A., August 1st, 2013, the day I arrived, I'm unloading my apartment. Don't have a lot of stuff there's still stuff coming and I, I go well i'm gonna have to get a home base that's a movie theater i know that so i get out the phone movie theaters near me and that's you know that's of course gonna pop up so i go there and i buy a ticket for blackfish <laughs> nice because <laughs> it was just i don't know it was out i hadn't seen it and the person who sold me the ticket goes 18 dollars, and i was like holy shit welcome to la because i never paid that maybe like in times square once but then really really important to me the first movie you and I ever saw in the theater yep. was at Arclight, Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Yeah. And not the best movie. Okay. But that I mean, that starts such a, because you are the most important film person in my life. And that, you know, we put so much value on the theatrical experience and you have not been in, you haven't been since COVID back to a theater, no. right? Yeah. And I, I'm fortunate enough to wear, you know, social distancing. Of course, I have been back in a theater and it's been great, but there's a huge void that was absent, just simply not going to a theater, and now knowing that we can't go back to the arc light sucks.
1: It just does It really does because it was a sanctuary, and I know I'm repeating myself a little bit, but um i' I'm someone that loves to go see movies by themselves. Mm-hmm, me too I mean I, I love seeing them with people, don't get me wrong, like groups. but when I'm looking to get back to myself and go and see the art form that I love more than anything else. I'd only go to the Arclight.
0: Mm-hmm. Another cool thing about going to Arclight, I guess you could say this about living in LA too, is that you see famous people, movie stars, walking around as normal people, which they of course are. But, you know, you I would see them at Arclight a lot. And everyone was just kind of cool. You like accepted it. And I don't think we really want to get into name dropping here, but it was, it was always fun just to kind of go there and see someone. And okay, so kind of the first person that sticks out to me because the last movie we saw at Arclight was the frontrunner. Starring Hugh Jackman, <laughs> which is, you know, that's just what it was. And we sat like right next to Judy Greer, which was a lot of fun because we're a big fan of Judy Greer. And I had heard Judy Greer on a podcast like a year earlier saying her and her husband have a tradition, not unlike what you and I were talking about. Like you go to the Arclight, and then they go to a bar really close. They have a drink and then they go grab some food at a restaurant close by. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh, that's not unlike what Nick and I do. And then like a year later, seeing her and her husband do that exact thing. And then to find out they end up in the restaurant that you and I always mm-hmm. ended up in. Because that was our thing. We'd go watch a movie. We'd go split a pizza, like have a drink. And just to see them sitting there, it, that happened all the time. I mean, right when I heard the Arclight close down, I immediately thought of Brady Stenillis. Because he talks about the Arclight all the time on his podcast. That's like the only one he goes to. And his latest podcast that I heard, he was saying how It was the first time he had gone back to the movie theater with a friend and he went to the Sunset Five right Mm -hmm. there, you know, and he was talking about the experience of it's a small movie theater, but it was nice to be back in a theater. And he is talking about, I'm just excited when Arclight reopens so I can go back. And I'm listening to this because he probably recorded like two weeks earlier. So he has not had the news that Arclight is closed, but I'm listening to this knowing Arclight is closed and because he is a firm believer that like movies in general as an art form are dying. And that was one of the last places that was still putting them on the pedestal that people like you and I think
1: they deserve to be. And that's exactly right. And, and, and when I heard the news, so much of my time out here it dawned on me, as a matter of fact, that I, that was the first job I applied to. I know. I, know, I remember. And I was rejected yeah. <laughs> because they have so many different workers there. And one of the big responsibilities for some of the workers is to go and introduce the movie before it starts to its audience. So you'd have this one person come up in the classic like navy blue shirt and they would announce the stars of the movie, the runtime, the synopsis. They'd welcome everyone to the theater and make sure that you knew you were meet Arclight standards. I was like, I'm an actor. I can do that. (laughs) And I went on this interview and I was there all day. And went through all these different levels of group interviews, solo interviews, only to be met with the response of, well, thank you for coming in, but you're not Arclight Material. <laughs> Welcome to LA. And I'll never forget that. I'm not Arclight Material. Oof. Oh, but you know what? That didn't stop me from going to its movie theaters. Damn right. All the time. I, it's funny. I just heard,
0: uh, again, a lot of podcasters are talking about this. I heard um, Anthony Jeselnik, one of my favorite comedians, talking about how sad he was that it closed. And he said one of his first jobs in LA was working there and he hated it for because he didn't like having to introduce the movie. So him and his buddy came up with like a shtick that they would see who could take the longest <laughs> to introduce the movie. And I always hate when they're there. I'm like, all right, all right, you, you did your thing. Go away, go away. Like it's been, you know, you've had your 60 seconds, but <sighs> Every movie I saw at Arclight wasn't necessarily a good movie and that was in and of itself a bit of an adventure because I, I remember seeing like the documentary Salinger, which is not a good documentary. I'm like, just fucking paid $22 to see this. So you, yeah, like it kind of, it became an event for me because I would see movies that I maybe weren't expecting to be as good. I'll go to an AMC for that, but something where you want to deliver on quality and that would meet your standards, you'd go to. And I just want to point out one other thing that it was a great place to see new movies. Of course, I saw great new movies there, but they also really championed showing older films. And I saw 2001, A Space Odyssey, and yeah. sobbed in the dome because it was just so fucking beautiful. I saw Chinatown there. And it took seeing that movie on a big screen for me to realize, holy shit, like so much of this movie is shot handheld. That is something that I missed because as I've gotten older, and maybe the quality of new movies, in my opinion, hasn't, isn't really what I always want. It's so fun to go to a theater to see one of your favorite older movies. And that was, they really delivered on that. I mean, we saw Clockwork Orange, I think we, yeah, we saw so much good shit there.
1: Every usually, usually every Monday mm-hmm. they had some movie, uh, an Arclight special of, uh, for a lower price as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw Halloween, I saw Die Hard. With with a packed crowd, more than just like the big popcorn spectacles, like I saw Lolita. Mm-hmm. I also remember being out here within my first year of living in Los Angeles, going through a, a horrible breakup. Mm-hmm. I was unemployed. I didn't have anything going. I had no money. Oof. And I don't like the Harry Potter movies. I'm just going to have to preface this by saying that. I'm sorry. They're just not my thing. I, I respect it, though. But um, I had never seen them. So, the newest movie was coming out, like part two of The Deathly Hollows, mm-hmm. I think it was. And the week leading up to it, they were replaying back to back features of all of them. And oh, so cool. I was like, I'm going to, I'm so distraught and so <laughs> messed up that I'm just going to go to the Arclight Light and I'm going to see all of these movies. Right. And I went there and I remember. It was always during the day. It was always because it was back to back and some of them were like hours apart and I'd still show up (laughs) and the same worker would see me and they were like, weren't you just here? Yeah. And everyone was like, are you going through a breakup or something? (laughs) And I was like. It's exactly what I'm doing, and I don't have the money to be here, but I've got no place else to go. <laughs>
0: Take care of me. Take me in. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. And
1: I had a relationship to Arclight because I just felt at home. And and it's strange to feel at home in a movie theater. It's not, though, when you think about when, like, when we're like how we are, but there was a place that I don't feel like that at the AMC. I don't feel like that at Regal. I felt like that at Arclight. I felt like this was... A place that I could go to not just see a movie, but to be with me, mm-hmm. and and it was truly, truly something special.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we could be here all night talking about memories. I have so many Q and A's that are so memorable. You know, I mean, Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater after Boyhood. I, it just goes on and on and on. I saw so many there because a lot of these people live in LA, so it's it wasn't that much of a commute to kind of coming and do a Q and A. So. We just thought it would be appropriate to kind of sign on and give a little love to our favorite movie theater. And there is some rumblings and some rumors going around that the dome will be saved because it's like a landmark or I I don't know if that will be preserved. I certainly hope so. I just hope hope that dome and I hope Arclight is able to continue on in some fashion. If not this is a great loss to the film community, particularly of Los Angeles, and we miss you and we love you, Arclight. Well, if you have a favorite movie theater that has been that has perished in COVID, then we feel your pain. Trust us. And if you want to vent to us and let us know at WAYW underscore podcast, we will hear you. Or if you know, you're from LA or you visited LA, have a fun Arclight experience. For the love of God, let us know. We would love to hear them. But as always, thank you for listening and happy watching.
1: Damn the man. Save the Arc Light.
0: Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostel.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at What Are You Watching Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time, we're going to chill out and list our favorite Hangout movies. This will give us a chance to talk about some of our all-time fun favorites. Stay tuned.